What is up, Mets fans? Welcome to the very first episode of Amazing Talk. My name is Steve Ford. Alongside is my co-host, Charlie Argento. And we are absolutely thrilled to be here on this podcast and be able to bring you our thoughts, opinions, analysis, and maybe some bitching and moaning every now and then as we deep dive into uh, all things New York Mets baseball. So again, welcome. Thanks for hanging out with us. And let's jump into some Amazing Talk. You know, Charlie, I don't know about you, but I am beyond excited for the upcoming baseball season. I mean, us Mets fans are usually excited to start the season in general. But I mean, every year we're all, you know, this is the year. It's going to be a great season. And then we hit June and July and then reality starts to settle in. (laughs) And, uh, you know, this is this has been our life as Mets fans. It's what's also attributed to my alcoholism over the years. (laughs) But uh, April, April, May, if we had a record for April, May, we'll win the World Series. Exactly. Every year. Yes. It's always that April. The first two months. That's it. That's it for us. After that, we tell you. And it's funny you talk about that because I was talking to uh, my mom today about opening day. I said we have yep. the best record for opening day in all baseball. Yep. So, so that's something so we can keep, we keep that going opening day and then that's it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, uh, it's, it's both a blessing and a curse that we love this team so much. I mean, you know, the last few years have felt more like a curse, but we're, I, I think we're turning, we're, we're turning the, the page here. Um, but there's definitely, there's absolutely, yeah, there's definitely some, uh, something different in the spring era going into the season though. We have a new owner. Uh, the will ponds are no more. Thank the Lord. <laughs> Uh, thank God. Thank God. I mean, I, I cannot express to you how thrilled I am that we have a new owner. Steve Cohen is a godsend for this Mets organization. This guy is a Mets fan first. He loves the team. He wants to see this team excel and succeed just like any one of us. And I could not think of a better person to own this team and lead us into a new era of Mets baseball. Cohen is, he set up a, he wanted to know the players. He wanted to know that uh, the people and he, he himself a Twitter account, and he wanted to know um, how we all feel and who we want. And he even set up today, I don't know if you saw it, but he asked, what's the endorsed price and how much you ask? Yes, for? I did see that. Yep. So it's pretty cool that he's like, he's reaching out to fans. He's reaching out to yeah. who he really wants to know everything. Yeah, he's very, he's uh, very personable, and I love that about him. Absolutely. And uh, Cohen did not buy this team to make money. I mean, the man's a billionaire. <laughs> he, he bought it because, again, he wants to see change and improve the way this organization is viewed. He wants to flip the script and get us to operate like a big market team, which we should be. Steve Cohen does not need the Mets, but the Mets absolutely needed Steve Cohen. And I could not be more thankful that he swooped in and he saved us from many more years of anguish from under the wool pond. So, uh, well, what would you think if we got A-Rod to sign? Oh, my goodness. What? Man. I don't even want to talk about that. That's 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 a story for another for another episode. My good, that that would take a whole hour to to dive into that. Yeah. But in the Uber our luck, I'm still surprised that we didn't never really sign that bill. <laughs> yeah, we talk about dodging a bullet. My goodness. Yeah. Oh man. But um, 
But again, I mean, Cohen came in, he brought Sandy Alderson on board, which I thought was great. I mean, they, you know, they know each other. There's a rapport there. And Sandy's a great baseball mind. He brings a lot of knowledge to the game. And I thought he was, a, I, I thought he was a great general manager when he was with the organization for several years. He was. Yeah. He was. yeah. And I'm happy to see him back because Cohen, he does have a say in what's going on but he's not going to be hands-on like we know the Wolpons were. <laughs> the, you know, they, 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 the Wolpons had a lot of ridiculously unnecessary influence in that clubhouse over the years, and it, it's very apparent. You, know, you, you just know that was the case. But Cohen, he wants to leave the day-to-day operations to the guys that know how to run a baseball organization, and that, that's what I love about this. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, Cohen came in. He he hired Sandy. He immediately cleaned house. He got rid of Brody Van Wagen and the GM, and the rest of the front office. Unfortunately, there was that whole Jared Porter situation, which ended up blowing up in their face a little bit. But overall, I mean, they brought in some great people to, to staff that front office with. And um, one guy that I that they did keep, which I am happy about this, Charlie, you might disagree with me on this, but I think bringing back Luis Rojas to manage the team was a good decision. Do you agree with that at all? I just I don't I don't like him at all. I really feel like he doesn't know what he's doing. He needs more training down in the minor yeah. leagues to get more experience. Um, I think he has a good future, but I don't think he's ready yet. There was a lot of questionable decisions last year. I know yeah. it was a six-game season, but to me, there was a lot of questions, and I um, he has a lot to prove. And he has a good team this year, so that they expect to be really well, and I expect the Mets to be really well. But I expect him to, to be a lot of question marks to what he's going to do, especially with the pitch count, with DeGrom, yep. and all the pitchers, how he's going to handle them. And if Diaz is going bad, who are you going to put as a closer? And that's – I like to see what he's going to do with that. But I was excited for Beltron to be in there. I'm probably one of the only fans that wanted Beltron to still be one, and I was hoping maybe they would give him a comeback. Yeah. yeah. I was uh, all in on Beltron. I love the move, but, you know, it just didn't work yeah. out. But yeah. And, and you know about Alex Cord, I guess that's going to go back with the Red yep. Sox. So it's, they're giving them their chances, and I thought maybe the Mets will give uh, Boltron a chance. Yeah. But Ross has a lot to prove to me. I, I really there was a lot of question marks last year. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with you on 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 a lot of that. Um, there were some questionable calls last year. First year manager, you know, I get it, and he does have a lot to prove. He wasn't appointed the manager under Cohen. You know, he has a lot to prove on that front. You know, I, I like Rojas. I do. I, I think he has a lot, a lot of, like you said, a lot of growing to do as a manager. I think he made some questionable decisions last season. Most notably, I, I'd say the lineups he was throwing out there on a day to day basis. I mean, he would throw out a lineup out there and you change yeah, the lineup he, every he day. Commit. That's not, I, yeah. I keep it, you know, when you go on a winning streak, you yeah. want to keep it consistent. You want to keep it seeing guys going out there, but right. he kept changing every time we won like two in a row. Yeah. And I'm like, what's he wouldn't, this? He wouldn't commit to anything. And, 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 you know, he no. would sit guys who were, who were heating up, you know, I mean, and, you know, Nimmo, Alonzo, Conforto, they'd be raking and then he'd sit them the next game. You know, it's just, I, I mean, I know players need to rest. I get it. Um, but he did it far too often and it definitely got a little irritating at times. There's just some scenarios. I was just like, come on, man. But I mean, again, it was a 60 game season, maybe in a full 162 game season, you have the luxury of playing around with the lineup, you know, but it seemed like. Every other day, Rojas was altering this lineup. And again, I understand it's your first year managing. You're trying to see what clicks and what works. But you're just not going to get the consistency out of your players by juggling the lineup the way Rojas was. Time was not on their side in the 60-game season to experiment with that. 
But, you know, other than that, that's really my only gripe with Rojas last season. Hopefully he, yeah, he hopefully he learned um, and, and he grows. I mean, for the most part, I thought he brought some great energy to this team. He's a young guy. He formed good relationships and communicated with his players. And the players respect him. You know, they enjoy playing for him. You know, with that, I think he did a good job in his first season managing. There is room to grow. But um, all things considered, he did a great job in my eyes and earned the callback to see what he can do in a full 162-game season. By the way, I do have to mention, Rojas, he's, he's already been looking way more comfortable in the role compared to last season, especially when dealing with the press. I mean, it's, it's been most apparent in his interviews with the media. He's, far, he's more assertive. He's confident in how he's running the team. Yeah, we, we'll probably know by July because yeah. he can't go by April, mm-hmm. May. <laughs> we'll know where we stay in July and we'll know where we're yep. going. He has a great team to do, but uh, and Mets going to win regardless games, and they're going to go over in sixty one sixty two. But I like to see what you know, questionable decisions he will make and what lineup he will put together. Yep. It's speaking yeah. of which, I know we're probably going to jump yeah, a little bit, but were you a little shocked about the the number five starter that he picked? That was the case you were talking about, right? The Yamato, Yamato, he didn't pick. Yeah, number it, five, between number it was starter. between Joey Lucchese and I think Jordan Yamamoto were were battling for that fifth spot. And I thought Jordan Yamato, you would have been because he had a better ERA in spring training, and he has a lot of experience then with the Marlins. And I thought he earned this spot. I was a little surprised, or saw from the bullpen in the year. I was surprised he went down to Triple uh, A. Yes, um, yeah, yeah. They sent him down. Um, I, I I thought as well. I. I thought Yamamoto would, would earn that spot. Uh, his numbers were a little bit better, but um, I don't know. Did they name the fifth starter yet? As of right now, I think it's going to be Lucchese, uh, Joey Lucchese. Um, Lucchese, they... yes. It's going to be Joey Lucchese. That's what they, they, that's what they're saying that he's going okay. to be. They, they've been some questions that they might just do a four-man rotation for the first two times. I heard for because like, there's two off days, April 2nd and April 9th. So they could definitely run a four-man rotation for the first uh, two weeks okay. of baseball. And they might do that, but I heard that he's probably going to okay. be at number five the way that uh, Luis Rojas yeah. tied it up. Okay. Well, I do know uh, tomorrow's game, they are having, they're doing, an, they're using an opener for tomorrow's game with Lucchese pitching. So they're experimenting with the opener situation, which I thought was interesting. It's good if you have like a, like a 60 game season like last year, but if you have 162 games, yeah, that's you, and, and then what about if you really get into deep into that bullpen, that bullpen's all gone, and then you have what well, you're going to do the rest of the games. You know, let's say somebody else has a different pitcher that gets kicked out of the second inning. You can't predict what's going to happen next game. You know, even the best pitcher in baseball, like the Grom, could have a one off day and something happens to him, and you have to get ready. Yes, yeah, uh, it, so. it, it'll take a toll throughout a whole a full season for sure. I know the I think it was uh, the Tampa Bay Rays uh, a few years ago. They 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 really used the openers very frequently, and they they made it work for them. But yeah, I don't. I don't like the idea of it. I mean, if you can make it work, great, but I, I just don't see a place for it. Let's talk a little bit about the off-season targets that the Mets had and the acquisitions that they actually ended up making. Man, it was a, uh, it was a productive off-season, I thought. What did, uh, what did you think about the Mets this off-season? How much, how much has this team improved, in your opinion? They improved it drastically. Um, Lindor is a guy that, that it's going to be really yep. great. And waiting for the day, I get the text on my phone here saying, he signed for so and so years and so many millions because that trade would not make no sense if it if it doesn't come down to you know a contract. Yep. And I, I'm thinking that this week we're gonna hear something. Yeah, I mean I I'm always skeptical about signing somebody for more than uh, six yeah. years. 
I'm always that person that because of the Mets injuries and, and all like that. So we've been burned um, in the past with those large contracts, you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I kind of still don't want to sign him for for you know. A lot of Mets fans will probably say right now, "Oh, they have to sign for ten years, three hundred thirty yep. million." And I'm gonna head around like three to five years. We got to sign him for. Yeah, you know, I think Degrom was another example. We only used to sign Degrom for yep. five years. And then they're going to go from there. That's the same thing I wanted them to right. do with Lindor. If you already saw the four home runs in spring training. He took off. He's batting, I think, 400 yep. now. And he's been a great player. And, and he has great attitude on the field. He has great around the clubhouse. Um, I'm really excited to see him in the Mets uniform for yeah, years absolutely. I mean, this was the Lindor trade. This was the, the biggest move this offseason by far. Uh, this was a sleeper move by the Mets. No, no one saw it coming. It, it was just an amazing deal. Like, Cleveland was looking to shed Lindor's salary. And the Mets swooped in. They got it done. Of course, we gave up Rosario and, and Andres Jimenez, who, by the way, I loved Jimenez last season. I thought he was great. A lot of potential. I, I did, too. Um, I did, too. I I, I think he's going to be like another Justin Turner. Yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's going to come back to home. Um, perfect example, Justin Turner. My God. Oh, that one still burns me. Oh, man. But, yeah, no, that, good comparison there. Uh, hopefully it won't happen, but he, he he was showing signs. He's got a lot of tools. But, yeah, he was great last season. He had a lot of potential, especially with his glove and his defense and his plate discipline. I was sad to see him go, but you got Lindor. He, he have a, <laughs> you get Lindor. He, you have a legit proven superstar. Not only that, but they got uh, Cookie Carrasco in the deal. You know, I mean, unfortunately, he's going to start the season on the injured list. But, you know, thankfully – we have the depth now where it won't, it's not that big of a deal, but um, it, it really just was the icing on the take getting uh, Carrasco along with Lindor. That, that, was, that was an amazing, amazing trade. Yeah, that was yeah. a top. And even uh, talking about the depth, Walker was, not, I think it was a great pitcher to pick up. I know everybody wanted Trevor Bauer and Trevor Bauer, yeah. but I think Walker yeah. um, is, a number, is a great number three starter or number four starter, mm-hmm. whatever you want to put him at. But he definitely has a lot of potential. Yeah, he's injury prone, but he could throw hard. And if you watch him in spring training, he's been pretty, pretty. He's, uh, he's, looked, he look, he's been looking very stellar. Yeah, yeah. That that was another good, very another underrated pickup uh, this season, this off season. You know, he Walker had Tommy John surgery. I think what was it, 2018? He missed. He missed pretty much all of 2019. I, I think he came back and he pitched one game or one inning, or whatever the case was. But. In 2020, between Seattle and Toronto, he went four and three, 2.70 ERA. Granted, that's just a small sample size. And again, last year was a short season, but he looked really good. He's looked terrific this spring in camp, and he, he'll be a great addition to this Mets rotation. Um, this was a, a low risk, high reward signing, and the Mets got it done. Yeah. Even the in the bullpen, too, they have done a lot of uh, different equations as yep, well. Like he may, terrific signing. I think he's he's decided to be a Met, and he's going to bring a lot of potential uh, to our bullpen, especially to yeah, the back huge. end of the bullpen. Aluko is another race signing as well that was yep. under the radar. Yeah, a- Albert Amora was a good pickup too. Nice uh, right-handed bat off the bench. He's been flashing the leather in the outfield this spring. Yeah, but I thought they were honestly going to get somebody big in the outfield, like a big a big hitter. I was a little surprised. Yeah. He's a good guy. That- but I was waiting for that big, like thirty run, thirty home run guy that will come in and yeah. for the outfield. But you know what? You know what it is though. It was yeah. it's the it was the whole unknown about the the DH being implemented in the National League. The the MLB was dragging their feet with it, and you know the, the Mets were hoping something would come of it. And 
you know, they're kind of limited to, they're still, they're still holding out hope, but I mean, we're, here we are, what, six days till opening day? I don't know. But they should have, they should have DH. I think DH was great last year. I love DH. I don't, one the pitch of the bat. I don't, yep. you know, Pato Colon was the only guy that I enjoyed. Yeah. Watching <laughs> yeah big sexy. Yeah. Great at bats from that guy. But yeah, no, I, I love the D. I actually enjoyed the DH last season, you know, and, and if any team needed it more than anyone, it, it would be the Mets. I mean, they have, you know, you have Dom Smith, um, who they, they're going to start in left field. That's, that's a topic I'll get to a little later, which I'm not particularly fond of him playing left field. I mean, you know, he had that, that, uh, what he would he break his ankle a couple of seasons ago, right? Yeah, he already fell. And he, he fell. Yeah, he was trying this to. Is, yeah. Now. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm not. I'm not particularly fond of him playing left field. But where else are you going to put him? You know, Lonzo's going to be the first baseman, even though Dom Smith is a better defender at first. Alonzo's going to be playing first most of the time. So um, where do you, where do you put Smith? Yeah. Then, you know, I always said I said since last year I would trade him. I would trade him and get somebody as as a as a pitcher or something that's going to be long term. I know he's great with the bat, but he he deserves to be playing every day. He deserves to not to be a person that you know yeah. be move around for his sake. And I would like to see him grow in a different uniform because because we do have yes. Alonzo. Yes, and I was struggling that myself. I was like, ah, uh, you know, if we if if we had to move Smith, I I wouldn't be as upset as I think I would be because. I, he's a great player. He deserves to hone those skills. We know what he's capable of. If it has to be with another team, so be it. I hate to lose him, but you know what? He deserves to play every day. Yeah, as long as it's not the yeah. Phillies on that. As long as it's not. Yeah. <laughs> nah. Any virals. Yeah. You know, NL Central, NL West, fine. Send them over there. But yeah, as long as it's not, as as not in our own division. Because we ran into that when we let Murphy, when we let him go to the Nationals. Man, he killed us every time we faced him. What a mess that was. That's the only time. That was the only, he, yeah, aside, well. aside, from, <laughs> aside from 2015 when we made the, the to the World Series, I mean, that was the only time he really did anything, you know? And whenever he faced us, yeah. he just crushed us. Oh, my God. But but anyway, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I mean, back to um, – Back to Joey Lucchese, we were talking about earlier. He was a, he was a good pickup as well. The Mets ended up getting him. Well, I think it was a three team deal with the Padres and Pirates. Yeah, I, I, that night I was like, "What? Yeah, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> yeah." And he you know, he gives him a nice lefty arm in the rotation. I mean, now that to to go alongside David Peterson, who I thought had a great he had a great 2020 campaign, nice rookie season. Um, so we got two lefties in the rotation now, which is not bad. Mixes it up a bit. Yeah, I'm excited to see how Peterson is going to pitch this year. I think he's going to be. Lights out like he was in 2020. I think he's going to have a big yeah, year. Yeah, Pete Peterson had a good 2020. Um, you know, he had a couple of rough outings, but I mean, hey, it's his first major league season. For the most part, he was he was very impressive. Uh, hopefully, he doesn't have a little sophomore slump. But no, it, it's it's looking promising for the rotation. And I guess we also I guess we also have to talk about McCann. I mean, everyone wanted to go after JT, I, right? Real Muto. Um, no doubt he's the best catcher in the game, arguably one of the be- better hitters in the game. That's for sure. But the money they saved by not signing JT, they were able to improve in a multitude of other areas that they really needed. If we sign JT to the hundred million, 110 million, whatever the Phillies signed him for. We want to you know, endure. No. We want to have a no, oh, and you know, they, they, yeah, Romuto would have been an amazing addition to the lineup, but it would have handcuffed us in improving the roster much further, like you said with Lindor. So is he is he injured still for the or he did he play that much spring training? I know he got injured, he fell, um, face, he something, and oh, no, oh, uh, oh Romuto, yeah, I think he yeah he had like a a fracture in his hand or something. 
He said, he, yeah, he's going to be yeah. out for a little bit. Yeah. Maybe this opening day. Yeah, so or... it, was, it was something. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were talking about McCann. I was like, what? <laughs> no. No, McCann's no, good. McCann. Go. <laughs> Uh, but uh but yeah so yeah he's good to go you know he reminds me of a little bit he reminds me of like a young Mike yeah. Piazza I don't want to make anything name but he reminds me of him watching me yep. training a little bit and they really study more about him he reminds me of like a young Mike Piazza kind yep. of like way yeah about but himself. better defense <laughs> yeah now, it's, it's, um, McCann was a steal I, we signed him for four years 40 million dollars yeah, he's a significant yeah. upgrade on both sides of the ball his, his defense is something else yet again the defense is something we've been lacking in recent years we haven't put a lot of emphasis on defense you know he, he seems to have a great rapport and relationships with the pitching staff they trust him they enjoy working with him I mean McCann's no JT but their numbers aren't all that far off i mean this this guy was a steal and i'm looking forward to seeing what he contributes to the team yeah absolutely and and also the back the backup uh guy that we have first round pick as a catcher i think he'd be ready in four years when mccann's contract is up and then he could come in there and we could sign we could have him for a long time i don't know if you saw today he hit a, a hit a monster home run home run off i the did club, yep um in yep. Port St. Lucie. So yeah, I'm excited to see how he when he's going to join, join up in a couple more years to go. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It'll, he'll, he's uh, definitely the player, definitely a guy to watch for sure. So now that we now that now that we've talked about players that we uh, signed to improve this team, let's talk about the players that we could have signed or uh, that we just missed out on. The Mets again they had a productive off season one of the most productive off seasons in recent memory but i mean you still have some of those negative nancies out there who would argue the opposite saying oh we missed out on springer hand bauer i strongly disagree with that notion um i don't feel we missed out on players especially when you look at what we've added but first of all when you look at when you talk about george springer brad hand trevor bauer you have to understand the Mets would not have even been in on these players to begin with had we still been under the Wilpon and Van Wagenen regime, right? So, I mean, like, we, oh. we, were, we were willing to shell out the cash for these players. Cohen, Cohen has the money. He was willing to spend. He had the intent on signing these, these big-name players. Um, the, the Jays were willing to go a little bit more in, and, in my opinion, overpaid for Springer. Um, don't get me wrong. Springer, he, he's an elite player. He's, his bat would be a significant addition to any lineup and his glove would have been a nice upgrade in center, but you know, Springer's already 31 and I really don't think he's going to be able to play center field for much longer, maybe another two years, two, three years before he gets moved to a corner outfield position. So, you know, I like the Mets were willing to go all in on Springer, but at the same time they showed restraint. And I really like that. Yeah. They they did what every, everybody did it this year. They, they offer their money and then if they didn't like it, Oh, well, Mm Hmm. Um, and that's basically what the way it's been going with them. And uh, yeah. Trevor Bauer, I think, was was a big bullet. I really think he's going to have an awful, awful year. I'm not just saying that because I'm a fan. I'm not saying that because I hope that. Yeah. I just think he only had. If you look at his career, he only had one good year, 2020, and you didn't give this guy a lot of money. Yeah. For to do that, and also. He, he likes all the fame. He likes the fame and his fame. But I think the media would have soaked him to to, yeah, <laughs> to, to him dry. He, he's kind of he seems uh, like he's kind of a loose cannon. I do not think he would have fared well here. I mean, he, yeah. he does seem like the kind of person who just doesn't really let things get to him. But at the same time, I think 
he could like explode at any moment and it would just be just be a disaster for the yeah. the PR I, the Mets trying to do damage control. He's a loose cannon. I I, I agree. Yeah. I think we dodged. I hit whole... you on one eyes closed. Yeah. I, what is that I, crap? I, I couldn't I, I, I couldn't understand that. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> you know, were you trying to were you trying to prove baseball is very easy? What are you trying to say? Were you trying I, I don't understand the whole thing. Just pitch just pitch the game. Yeah. He's and, it's been training, but pitch. See what yeah. you're worth, you know. Yeah, you know, for, he he loves the drama. That that's what it is. Uh, you know, from what I've been seeing and hearing so far in spring training, he it appears we definitely dodged a bullet. He he's already he has this prima donna thing going, and you know, doing stupid crap like you said, pitching with the one eye open. It's just it's just stupid. Like it, it's definitely something the Mets organization did not need. <laughs> um, no. the Dodgers, in my opinion, again, I, I thought the Jays overpaid for Springer. The Dodgers way overpaid for, for Bauer. <clears throat> Again, like you said, this is a player who is he's, – he hasn't proven himself. He had one good season. Well, he actually – he had a good season. Um, he had one outstanding season, full season in 2018. But the rest of his numbers are mediocre at best. He, he's been inconsistent. He's not proven himself for the payday that he just got from the Dodgers. They overpaid for a career mediocre pitcher. We, we did too. We did too, and the contract that we offer him for uh, forty million for first year, I think we offer him, and then the yeah. second year was thirty five million. Yeah, and then the third year we went down to, um, we were up to like thirty million, and we actually offered more money than the Dodgers did at yep. the end of all, all three of you handed up. Yeah, which I thought um, insane. But it was insane that we were even. It was insane. The, the, even the, even that was insane for the Mets to do because I was like, I, I would not offer him that much. No. I would offer him. My my thing I was offering thinking of like twenty five thirty million max, mm-hmm. um, if if they get it done because it looks to me I was really hurt by Degrom by it because Degrom should get more yeah, money. Yeah, what, what kind of message is that yeah. to Degrom, right? Yeah, exactly. But I don't know. I I couldn't believe the Mets were even considering paying that much. But but boy, I'm glad that they didn't. I mean, um, yeah, again, 2020, the guy had a one point seven three ERA. That's impressive. But in a sixty game season making 11 starts and in a in a week uh in a week division no less the nl central yeah a bunch you know they weren't slouches but they were weak compared to the rest of the the rest of the league and you know but do that in a hundred full 162 game season with 30 plus starts then we'll talk (laughs) you know and i don't want to sound like a hypocrite but if if the grom won it won the Cy Young last year or heck even if you darvish won it i would be like okay you know why they 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 because they would have earned it. We know what the, these guys can do. We know what the Grom. We know what Darvish. We know what we know what these guys are capable of. They've proven themselves consistently. Bauer is anything but consistent. And even in spring training, the Grom. I like to see Bauer throw, throw 102 miles per hour down in spring yeah. training. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but it's he. Uh, the Grom is just. Is, he looks in mid-season for me. I, I'm. I'm scared of him this year. He looks scary. 102 miles. The, gr- the, the Grom is just... like a fine wine. He gets better with age. That's the only way I can explain it. I mean, 101 miles per hour. It's just insane. Oh my god. But yeah, I mean, again, credit to Bauer. I mean, he sold himself. He he built up his market. And even though even though he used the Mets to get there and drive up the Dodgers' offer, he got that big payday. I mean, you know. Uh, you know, Bauer, he, he, he later took to, tw- to Twitter apologizing to Mets fans for misleading them and saying that he, he fully intended to sign with the Mets, but he changed his mind last minute. That's all BS. He had no, I, he had no yeah. intention of signing with us. It was simply a game to drive up the Dodgers' price. Synagogue, Synagogue put it best. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know if you saw the whole Syndergaard and his his fight oh, on yeah, social, those, social those media. Yep, they went back. But Syndergaard, Syndergaard put the best, so he apologized and then and then gives a donation. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was fantastic. Yep. Yeah. So exactly, exactly the same way Syndergaard put it. Exactly is the way he, the old Mets fans should put it. Yeah, absolutely. No, it was great seeing the, the banter back and forth between them because. Bauer and Syndergaard, those two going head to head. That that's going to be some, and I cannot, I can't wait. Once once Syndergaard comes back, those two, uh, if they if it happens to work out and the stars align, they end up facing each other in a game. That would be something else. Yeah, I'm hoping Syndergaard. I'm hoping Syndergaard um, comes back healthy from, from you know and actually comes back great because I know some people like a Matt Harvey. I don't want to try. They came back and he and he was awful. Um, a little bit uh, why I would bring that up is because Syndergaard does have a big mouth. Yep. And he does. I he does have a lot of that um, stuff that that Mojave had, and I'm hoping that I'm wrong. That hoping that he actually comes out there and pitches mm-hmm. great baseball. But I'm I'm a little bit skeptical about giving him a big contract or even signing him to the contract because I want to see how he proves himself after this injury. Because, like I said, there's been players before like Harvey um, mm-hmm. that was great, and then they came off the injury yep. and they talked all this talk, and then they really can prove themselves. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, in, in defense of Harvey, though, I mean, the, the, the Mets did kind of run his career into the ground. I mean, they, they, they rushed him back and they, they, they pushed, you know, they pushed the innings limit when he, when he returned. So I, I, I'm not saying it's all the Mets fault. Blame can go to both sides, but, uh, that, that, that was just an unfortunate, uh, situation with Harvey, but I, I definitely something I do not want to see, uh, recreated with Syndergaard. Um, t- again, we, we have the pitching yeah. depth. Let him take his time. Let him be 100%, 110%. But I, I exactly. think when he does come back, I think he's going to be better and stronger than ever. I really do. He has that um, – he has, yeah, he has that so. mentality. So. He, he has that strong personality that he, he wants he, he wants to come back. He wants that – he wants that big payday too. So he knows he has to prove himself. You know, I, I, I think he'll come back. I, I honestly don't we'll – get, we'll get to talk a little bit about extensions in a little bit. But um, I, I don't think the Mets are going to – extend him at least not this season maybe maybe throw him a qualifying offer similar to what they did with uh stroman make him come back sign him yeah. for a year make him come back prove himself see that he can stay healthy throughout a full season and then i think that, you know be the smallest and, you know yeah yeah and then maybe that. uh you know try to work an ex- uh, a bigger extension uh throughout the season next year you know but um i i think that's the route they should go will they who knows? I think a lot of it's going to uh, rest upon uh, Lindor and Conforto getting extensions this season. So we'll have to, we'll, we'll just have to see that, how that goes. Yeah. All right. I, I'm, I, I don't want to talk about Bauer anymore. He's just getting on my nerves now. There's no crying. <laughs> There's no crying in baseball. Let's, yeah. Let's, 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 let's forget about, let's forget let's about on. what could have been and just focus on what is. All right. Um, yeah. That, that, yeah. That's the way to go. What do you th- what do you think about Alonzo? Do you think he's gonna have a bounce back year? I don't know. You know what? I I, I think everybody's saying bounce back year, bounce back year. But I think he had a decent 2020 he- year. I I really didn't yeah. see that much. Yeah, he, his uh, batting average was down. But if you look at his home runs, it was 16. If you would put that by 162 games, I think the number comes out to yeah. about a 40. Yeah, he was on pace to hit 40 season. plus. Yeah. Yep. So I really I I know many Mets fans say, oh, he was horrible about. Bounce back, yeah. I, I, I think he had a good 2020. I think he yeah. was not as great, but he's gonna have a great 2021 yeah. too. It's, it's a, this guy, this guy's ready to take off. He, um, 
I'm a little skeptical about him talking talking like mm-hmm. I'm gonna be scared. Like I don't like I don't like players that are very cocky and talk a lot right. highly about themselves. I like them to go out there and do it. And he has done it, but I, yeah. I want him to to continue yeah. doing that. I don't like players that no, neither talk do hockey. He's he's very uh, I always think yeah. he's gonna come back a horn He's very humble about it too though. <laughs> you know, he's he's, yeah. he's not he's not that's the only thing I'm like scared about, but I think he's definitely gonna hit a lot of home runs. I think his he said uh, one of his days he has a goal to break the home run record of seventy home runs by Barry Bonds. Yeah. All for it. That's a great goal. Absolutely. Hopefully, he, he like I could. Uh, I don't know if he's gonna yeah. do it this year, but hey, great goal. Set big goals for yourself, right? Wow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think definitely he's gonna have a great year. Definitely gonna hit. I could say over thirty home runs and. And it's gonna be, it's gonna be a. a I'll do one better player. than that. I think he's gonna hit over forty. I do. You know, he he really set the bar high in uh, in twenty nineteen. You know, he had rookie of the year, two sixty average, fifty three homers, edging out Aaron Judge for the rookie record. I mean, he set the he set a high bar for himself for twenty twenty. And you know, it was it was a rough season all around. You know, shortened season. But again, he didn't have a terrible season when you look at his numbers. Again, he was on pace to hit 40, 40 home runs. Um, he, he just fell into a rut here and there, and he, he seemed lost at the plate at times last season. But I think a lot of that was attributed to the hitting coach, Chili Davis. Yeah, he wasn't, he yes. wasn't present. And he, he wasn't there, there all season because of COVID concerns. And then the lineup was also not – they didn't have somebody yeah. to back him up, or so now they actually have Lindor to, like, hit – you know, or Conforto to actually uh, balance up the lineup with him. Yeah. So – Absolutely. Yeah. The power is there. You know, he just, he just seemed like he couldn't get out of his own head at times, but, uh, but I think he's going to have a great season. I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. He's, he is tearing it up this spring and I know everything resets once opening day starts, but he's looking really good. And I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to him this season. Oh, yeah. Charlie, how are you liking the, uh, the Mets rotation going into the season? I think the rotation is great. Um, we have, DeGr- I would put yep. DeGrom first, of course. And then we have Stroman. Stroman, I know the guy's talking a lot of talk, um, but I'm excited to see how he's going to pitch. I think he he said uh, I don't know if you heard he said he's going to be competitive with Degrom yeah. as Cy Young this year. Yeah, I don't know about that, but I definitely could see him definitely win about twelve mm-hmm. plus games this year, put a lot of innings in, and uh, then you also have Walker, yep. which we talked about before. Walker is a great signing. I think he's going to be another guy that that's going to pitch a lot of innings and and pitch great. I'm excited about mm-hmm. see about Derek Pearson, um, how he's going to come back this year. I think he's going to have an awesome year. I think he's going to be a top player, um, a top pitcher. That yeah, he was a pleasant surprise last about. season. So yeah, yeah I'm, I expect. I think he's going to be even yep. even more of a surprise this year. And then if and then we see what number five brings. Yeah. Uh, you know, with with Chella or Yamato, and definitely when we get Syndergaard back and uh, yep. uh, Cookie back. Uh, we'll see how they f- will fit in. I think Cookie was a great signing, and I'm really excited to see about him. And I'm hoping that he comes back um, by Memorial Day. That's yep. a that's a headline of where he's supposed to come back. So we'll see that. And then Syndergaard is going to be Syndergaard um, when he's coming back as well. So yep. that's going to be a great yeah. They're, they're going to put around. Again, they're so, going to have to play around with that uh, rotation a bit, especially got to see by the time they both come back. You know who, who's. Who's not cutting the mustard, you know? I mean, they're going to have to send some – potentially two. You're going to have to send two two starters down. I mean – Well, you know – you know, Yeah, know exactly. Yeah, going to be injured. Yeah, and that goes <laughs> – Always an injury the with the Mets. Exactly. And that goes back to the depth, which this, we, we haven't had depth like this in yeah. 
the long I, since I can remember. I mean, you know, so if, if somebody else goes no. down, I mean, it, it's not detrimental to the season. You know, we, we can we don't have to throw in a uh, a Corey Oswald as a spot start, you know, and try to, you know, and sweat. Even though even Corey Oswald would not be that that, that bad. Uh, he had a great spring training. Yeah, he did. He did. I, I, he had a good spring training, he but did. man, yeah, I, I do training. not trust that guy with the ball in, in, in high level situations. That guy just makes me sweat. I did not care for him. Um, but yeah, no, I got, I got, I got to, I got to agree with you. You did have a good spring. So, but also, also, I, I, I saw this on, I saw this online. I don't know if you saw this also. Um, you think the Mets will get more debt as the season goes on? Mm-hmm. Let's say somebody does get injured. Will you think that they will probably go out and sign a guy like, um, and bring back Rick Porcello? He's still a free agent. Would you think that would be, uh, somebody that you would bring back if they Mets come into an injury prone <laughs> season and put that in more debt? I, I think they would. Um, I would not mind Porcello coming back. I mean, uh, he surprised me for the most part last season. He wasn't as bad as I thought he was going to be. He, he might be a good addition if they go out midseason if they need it. Yeah, that's why I think a midseason will probably yeah. be if he's still out there, which he is right now. Yeah, they might scoop him up, and that might be yeah. great to put in there. Um, if something's going wrong, yeah. Um, but I mean, uh, but speaking of Porcello, I mean, man, it's amazing what difference a year makes with this rotation. I mean, you, you look at you look at the rotation last season. We had we had the Grom, of course. We had Stephen Matz, Michael Waka, Rick Porcello, and we had David Peterson. <laughs> um, but I mean, outside of Degrom and Peterson, you couldn't trust anyone to competently pitch pitch consistently. I mean, it, it was a recipe for disaster. I mean, again, Porcello surprised me. You know, he had a couple of good outings, but Porcello, 5.64 ERA. Waka, 6.62 ERA. Uh, Mats, 9.68. 9.68. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I, I think Mats is going to have a great year, though. And he's I'm having a great year. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm and you know what? I, I wish him the best. I, I really – he showed signs yep. of, of, of brilliance at times, and he could just never get that consistent, you know? But I – his best game was his first game of the season last year. I don't, I don't know if anybody <laughs> remember that, but he had a – I think he went eight innings the first game of the season and that he pitched. Yep. And he went lights yep. out. Yeah. <laughs> After that, I, it was that, all downhill. Yeah. But I, I always was I was too. Mads. I always Home, wanted Matt's to pitch great. Yeah. And Homegrown. Always, you know, he he, he, uh, he, he had the yeah. tools. He just he just couldn't get – he couldn't get firing on all cylinders, so – and I think he's going to have – I think this year he's going to have a really great year. I hope he I'm, does. I'm I really do. That. He, he, he deserves it. I think a change of scenery will do him very well. But, yeah. um, but again, I mean, you, you compare the rotation last season to this season. Um, it's just – it's night and day. But, I mean, luckily our offense last season, they picked us up big time because we, we, we gave up a lot of runs. <laughs> we, we, could not, we, could not, we could not pitch uh, outside of the ground of Peterson. But the, the offense picked us up. This rotation needed a lot of work going into – the 2021 season and by god what a difference a year makes up to a couple of days ago i think uh we were talking earlier about uh yamamato and lacazy they were fighting over that final spot they sent yamamato down i think lacazy is going to get that final spot i don't know if it's been official yet but i, th- I think it's safe to say um he's got that that new pitch he's been working on the churve or whatever a combination of a curveball and a a change up i think it is i don't know but uh that's turning. Yeah. That's been turning yeah. some heads this spring, apparently. But yeah, no, I'm I'm excited with the depth. Um, and again, Carrasco was a good pickup. So hopefully, in another couple of months, he'll slide right back into the rotation, no issues. And uh, we'll see where it takes us. But uh, I, we have the tools this season, you know, and we just gotta 
keep everyone healthy and get as far as we can. <laughs> All right, well, let's let's head to the bullpen. Let's make the, let's make the call to the pen. Back to Trevor May. <laughs> he's been doing great this spring. Very solid. He's looking sharp. Uh, Jacob Barnes too. He's turning some heads in camp. He, he he's been impressive. He and he could be a lock for the bullpen going into opening day. Uh, as far as Diaz goes, he's he had a bounce back year last season. I'd say. Would you? I would say I like to see how he does in in a full 162 game and like with, fans there. with that's, fans. That's that's the big thing. Yes, that's a that's a big question mark for me. I still don't forget last year's game with the Yankees. Yeah. That's <laughs> um, yeah. They blew that a little that that hurt me um, very bad with the Yankees. But he had a, a great year. I would say, yeah, he he definitely he has elite stuff, and he 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 was for most for most of the season he he was fairly dominant. You know, he he actually pitched instead of throwing <laughs> like he did in twenty in, you know, two years ago. He yeah. would just throw. He, I do see him having yeah. a great year. I do see him being another great pitcher for us. Yep. I think he's gonna be, I think he's gonna be a great guy in the back yep. of the bullpen. Um, do I think the same thing happen with Entez yeah. and Familia? Um, no. Matanes and Familia are gonna have great years. I think they're gonna be, I think they're gonna be out of a of a job by the time yeah. it comes around. I think they're gonna be designated for a sign. I think he's gonna be Stone. Matanes, um, I was excited when we got him, but I don't think he's gonna be um, that great this year. I, don't, I think he's gonna be your Bay, your Lugo, and and then yep, then Diaz yep. and Batances. Uh, I don't know about Batances. Familia and Batances, they're two my my two biggest concerns in the bullpen. Familia, he's. He's actually looked pretty good, but he he still he still can't keep guys off base. He's still letting guys get on base, and it's an issue. It's an ongoing issue for him, and it's something he's always had a problem with allowing base runners. And Batances, he's he's just injury prone. You know, you don't know what to expect with this guy. You know, and with, with Lugo out for the next month, I don't know when we're supposed to get Lugo back at the beginning of May, maybe. Hopefully, he hasn't he hasn't even started throwing yet. So yeah. who knows? Uh, th- th- these two, Familia and Batances, they need to hold down the fort at least until Lugo comes back. They they really need to step up this season. Yeah, and, and I'm a little bit skeptical about that. Yeah. Those two, I'm hoping that I'm wrong and hoping that they pitch great. But uh, I don't know how they're gonna do. I I I confidently say Diaz. I'm gonna, uh, yeah. I think he's gonna do good, and I can confidently yeah. say Mays gonna do good. But those those are the two biggest question marks in the uh, the bullpen. I mean, uh, Diaz Diaz is going to be the closer. There's no doubt because otherwise they would have uh, they would have signed they would have signed Brad Hand, who went to the Nationals. Um, it, it was the Mets and the Nationals going after him, and he decided to go with, with Washington because they guaranteed him the closer job. He wanted to close, so it, it's going to be Diaz. Hopefully, the 2020 season carries over. He can get it done. Now that we talked about the rotation, let's move on to the uh, projected opening day lineup. Our leadoff hitter, it's got to be Nemo, right? Nemo, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. He's a guy who gets on base, guy's gonna be an inning star. He gets, he gets a uh, hit ball, he gets the most mm-hmm. hit by pitch, and um, he's just a great guy yeah. to get on base. I like to see a little more pop from him. I like to see his batting average give up, but you know, we'll see how that goes. I would like the leadoff by have a little more uh, run speed as well, but. You want a guy off, guy off the bats first. You want a guy to get on base. You want something to start fresh. And Absolutely, I mean, he, the guy gets on base, plain and simple, and that's what you want from a leadoff hitter. I mean, he he he's the table setter. He could he could he could also be swapped for McNeil and Lindor from time to time when facing lefties. But for for a majority of the games, he's he's going to be leading off, and he he's looked great this spring so far. He's an on base machine. He draws a lot of walks. I think uh, he was hurt most of 2019, but in 2018 he drew 88 walks. So I mean that that's 
that's no small feat. Yeah. He gets on base. So yeah, so that definitely Nimmo is going to be leading off. Back to speaking of Lindor, um, I think it's safe to say that he'll be batting second. Yeah, I think that's safe to say as well. Lindor batting second. Um, the guy that Nemo will hit the single, get hit by a pitch, or get a walk, and then uh, Lindor will hit hit the double, and then Lindor yeah. got second, third uh, with nobody. Else. I can see constantly happening, you know, that, that constant um, way to move over the runners. And then you go, the Lindor is a great number two person to put up there. And then even like you were saying before, I, Lindor would be a, somebody, depending on who's pitching, I would kind of put him leave off as well. And he on these off day or so, so say as well. I think Lindor would be good. Even uh, yep. number one. Absolutely. The dude's a stud. He's a switch hitter. He hits for average, hits for power. You know, he, he started out with a quiet spring, but over the last two weeks, this guy's been tearing it up. I wouldn't just find yep. so. Yeah. And I, yeah. And I, I think it's safe going. to say also that uh, Nimmo has some competition for being labeled the happiest man in baseball. <laughs> Lindor's uh, that smile on Lindor, man. I mean, between Nimmo and Lindor, it's going to be something special watching these guys. Nimmo still wins. I think so. <laughs> um, third, batting third, Conforto? Conforto. Yeah. Conforto definitely. You want the guy that hits about 30 home runs plus a year at number three. You want to hit the guy that gets some power, like I already said, second, third basement, second and third. Now Conforto hits that three shot home run, and now you have already up yep. three nothing. Yep. Um, I can see that happening a lot this year as well. And uh, I mean, he's left handed bat and argu- arguably the Mets' best overall hitter. Another yeah. guy with the, with the extensions, but we'll. We'll get to that a little in a little bit, though. But uh, I think another guy we got to shell out the cash and sign long term. Cleanup. Who's batting cleanup, Charlie? The Alonzo. Bear. Enough said. The Enough said. Bear. We talked about Pete. He's gonna have. A, he's gonna have a great year. Not a doubt about that. Uh, sixth. Who do we got in sixth? Oh, we got oh, fifth. Oh. oh yeah, fifth. Who do we got in fifth? Bro? <laughs> I'm jumping ahead of him. I can't count. What did you say? Said he's your friend, stupid. Don't call him stupid. Yeah, shut up! Don't you ever call him stupid. Uh, yeah. I'm so excited for the season. I can't even count. Can't even count. I, I think you put Dominic Smith. Yep. I think Dominic Smith. If he's there every day, uh, and especially uh, he's gonna be in left field, put Dominic Smith. If he's not there every day, um, and you and you and you're gonna go with off the bench and put and and put somebody else in the left field, and he's gonna be off, then you will definitely go with uh, what's the guy's name? We just. Uh, they play second base for oh, us. Oh, um, the guy that did the, the fake mustache, <laughs> the, 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 the weird mustache. Oh, uh, hold that's on, how hold, I remember him. Hold on, hold on, I'm trying to look this up. A... Hold on. Yeah, I do. I just can't you know, name. Hang on. Grimmies, Grimmies. Man. <laughs> ah, hell, I can't find it. <laughs> I know you're talking mustache about mustache guy. <laughs> I just tried. I just tried. All right, I tried to Google Met second baseman like mustache. <laughs> But you wouldn't believe it popped up, but but not not what we're thinking of. Um. Anyway, yeah. So uh, so yeah. So yeah. Definitely Smith. Uh, you know, you, you we you need his bat in the lineup. No question about it. So hopefully he continues his twenty twenty success. He really he really raked last year. So it, it's good. It's going to be something good, especially batting behind Alonzo. Yeah. Um, okay, now, now now we can get to six. Six. Because six, six comes after five, right? <laughs> so, okay, so. Batting, exactly. What you <laughs> if you ever get right. stuck, you go yeah. with XJJ. He is, a, he is a math whiz, my son. You have no idea how many times I go to him with math questions. He's only 11, but, man. Yeah. But I, I'm terrible at math. Uh, obviously, you can tell. 
<laughs> but yeah, so batting sixth, uh, we who do we got? Uh, McNeil, I assume, right? McNeil, yes, and uh, I think McNeil, McNeil is going to be great number six. I don't know about you, uh, Steve, but did he, did you see how he big did, he got he, this year? I know he's having a horrible spring training. He, he got bulked. He got bulked. Yes, like yes. I, I was he, like, what? I don't know. What's I don't know. But yeah, no, you're right. He he hasn't had the best spring, but yeah, he has gotten noticeably bigger. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if Can- oh, Canelo God, gave him some you know, of those. <laughs> Drugs, but... <laughs> yeah. yeah, I knew Cano had too good of a year. Yeah, well, well Cano's not making year. money this season because he's suspended, so he might be selling those drugs. You're, you're probably that might come this season. Yeah, Who the heck knows. I hope not, though. <laughs> I doubt it. No, he's probably just <laughs> hope not yeah. either. They kind of just a little scary. I, yeah. I, I was like, yeah. whoa, that, 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 yeah. that's a big well, difference. Uh, well, a lot, a lot, Alonzo slimmed down. And he must have given the weight to to McNeil. <laughs> that's all. That's my only. Yeah. <laughs> but but Alonzo looks good. He lost weight. That's a nice way to put it. Yeah. But, um. Yeah. So and then in the number eight hole, you got McCann, right? You skipped again. I go that's seven. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? Yeah, this is why I'm not a manager, Charlie. I'd be skipping over players, <laughs> batting out of order. <laughs> So, so batting seventh, I will go with JD uh, Davis. Davis. Yeah, yeah, I like JD. Not so much his defense, <laughs> um, you know, but he if, if he produces anything close to what he did in 2019, he's gonna be a great bat in this lineup. I think honestly, if 2019, yeah, yeah. 2019 was a great year for him, but he needs to be out there every day playing. Um, that's the only way he's gonna get better at third base. Yeah, he makes errors and all that, but he needs to be out there yeah. every day. Um, I don't think he should not be. I got to become off the bench. He needs to learn, and and I think he's gonna be, he's gonna be another guy that hits thirty plus home runs if he's out yep, there. Every absolutely. Day. And again, his defense is questionable, but if he produces like he did, you know, he didn't have a bad season last year either. But if he can replicate those twenty nineteen numbers, he's gonna be uh, this is gonna be a dangerous lineup from top to bottom. Yeah. Now, now we can go. Eight. Thank you. Now we can go to number eight, <laughs> which, as I said before, before I was so rudely interrupted. <laughs> How dare you! That would be McCann, right? Who else? Exactly. We have, we have number. We have McCann, and then the pitcher spot. So, but yeah, I mean, he, McCann. He's their weakest hitter on paper, but he's no slouch. This guy can hit. He's gonna hit. He's gonna hit another yeah. thirty home runs plus. He's gonna be another guy that hits about thirty home runs. So, you already have about a good. I would say about four or five guys in there that got hit thirty home yeah. runs plus, which is Absolutely. scary. Yeah, this is gonna be a this is gonna be a dangerous lineup. Well, now that we got through that, geez. the seventh inning stretch, time for some Mets trivia. Folks, we encourage you to play along at home or wherever you are. Uh, we're going to do five questions. No particular decade. It's going to be just jumping around all throughout Mets history here. But it is going to be multiple choice, so it'll help you out a little bit. Uh, you ready, Charlie? Um, all right. I'm bad at trivia, but okay. Well, <laughs> go, go, try go, out. Go. I'm real, always really bad at trivia. I'm a good Mets fan, but I'm bad, I'm just bad go, at the history. Just, I don't just, like to think about the history. Just go with your gut. Go with your instincts. <laughs> Question one. Immediately after the Mets won their second World Series in 86, what did pitcher Jesse Orozco do? Did he jump into the catcher Gary Cotter's arms? Did he, he piled on first baseman Keith Hernandez? He ran into the clubhouse first and sprayed champagne on everybody? Or he tossed his glove up in the air? I would say A. That is incorrect. He tossed his glove up into the air first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I was but yeah, and then yeah, him. and then they ran to each other. Yep, yep. I thought you know, when I when I was reading this, I was okay. like, yeah, he ran into he yeah he ran into Gary Carter's arms. But no, it was it was the glove first, which uh, and then I looked at I looked at a photo and it's yeah it's one of the most famous images of the series. Yeah, you see him Orozco just throwing his glove up in the air and then yeah okay. that that was a tough one. Now I should have started with an easier one. All right, let's go on to two. All right. <laughs> Uh, 1998, the Mets traded Preston Wilson and two prospects to the Florida Marlins for what future star? Carlos Beltran, Mike Piazza, Octavio Dotel, or Al Leiter? Piazza. You got it. Mike Piazza. Yep. Who still holds the record for most home runs by a catcher with 427? That's insane. Okay, let's go. Question three. Who's amazing catch in the 2006 NLCS robbed Scott Rowland of a home run and kept the Mets World Series chances alive? Was it Carlos Beltran, Moises Alou, Sean Green, or Andy Chavez? Beck, Andy what Chavez. a catch that was. I, yeah. I still can't believe we win. <laughs> that, that was the – I was like, oh, we won this. Yeah. No, no, with, so, with, no, With Beltran looking no at that cold strike three. Oh, my God. That's just forever embedded in my cerebellum. Oh, <laughs> I don't blame him though. I don't blame him. That was a nasty pitch. I blame I blame Aaron Heilman yep, yep. for coming in <laughs> and giving up the lead. I that's what I blame. Aaron Heilman yeah. just going in vain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you you can't really not Beltran for taking that pitch. I mean, you know, it is what it is. It, it was it was just a crummy way to go out. I blame Aaron Heilman. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> when in doubt, blame Aaron Heilman. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's go. Uh, question number four. The Mets were called what nickname from 1962 to – no, that can't be right. 1962 to 1962. I wrote this down. <laughs> Hang on a second. Jesus. From 1962 to 1962. Uh, okay. Okay. All right, here we go. Question four. Well, let's skip to I five. Have the te- yeah, I should have just went from three to five. I've been, go- I've been going that way through the, the whole podcast. Skip number. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. All right, let's do this. All right, question four. After the 1962 season, the Mets went by what nickname? The newbies, lovable losers, monstrous metropolitans, or the last place crew? They do, right? They yeah. sound pretty, pretty like the Mets. They're all good Mets nicknames. <laughs> Um, I'm going to go by the Metropolitan. Uh, no, see? it was actually the Lovable Losers. You get nothing. You lose. Yeah, they, the, the. In- uh, when did they call the Metropolitans? Because I know they got called Metropolitans. Yeah, um, yeah, at one point. Too. Um, but yeah, the, the Monstrous, I, I actually like the Monstrous Metropolitans. I think that's a neat name. No, no, no. Yeah, I don't no, like no. the Losers. But I don't like that. The whole, the whole reason <laughs> that nickname was coined because that, that first season, the Mets' first season, yeah, the first year, they went 40 and 120. Yeah, they yeah. almost had more wins in 2020 than in 2020. Yeah, so, so that lovable <laughs> Losers, so that, that, uh, that was a good nickname, I guess, at the time. Um, okay, now we'll okay. go to question five. The last question. Uh, which player coined the 1973 New York Mets catchphrase, you gotta believe, was it Tug McGraw, Rusty Staub, Wayne Garrett, or Felix Milan? Tug McGraw. Tug McGraw. Yep. All right. Let's move into the tail end of this. All right, let's go, let's go back to uh, Lindor and Conforto again, uh, briefly, about the extensions. Um, I say just pay the guys. I mean, get it done. Lindor, he's he's the best all around all best all around player at his position in the game. Um, you're looking at a potentially, you know, the new face of this franchise. He he drastically improves the team's defense, which is again something we've been lacking. Uh, he hits for average, he hits for power, and he just has that contagious energy and that 
any team would feed off of and help you win ball games. He said he's been saying, you know, if a deal doesn't get reached come opening day, that he's not going to focus on it. He's just going to he just wants to help this team win ball games. He doesn't want to have to worry about um, focusing on an extension once the season starts. But I think if, if the Mets, if the, if the Mets offer him, you know, that 300 plus million contract, he's going to take it midseason. I, I, do, do you think they're going to come to a deal before opening day? I think they're going to come to a deal before opening day. I think it's going to be like like the Grom was signed two days before opening day. Yeah. I think um, it's going to be like just like a day before. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Conforto is going to be signed before opening day. I think Lindor is. I I like I said before. I don't want him to go for ten years. I don't. I I'm a scary with those. I I don't offer nobody ten years. Yeah. It, <laughs> I'm a person that offer them three to five years, and that's what I would offer him. But um, yeah. I think he's going to get done before opening day. I think because they definitely Steve wants. He, he's a new owner and he doesn't want to buy into it, but he's going to run into a lot of question marks on the season. And now people say, Oh, he's not exactly what he, the money wise and all yeah. that. And this is the, from the question marks yeah. and everything. And he definitely, he's going to be signed just by the nick of time. The last uh, off day by uh, Wednesday, he'll be signed. Yeah. I hope so. I hope you're right. Especially considering what you gave up to get him. You have, otherwise you just have a, a season rental of, of living yeah. caliber. You just, you just, you, you can't do that. You got to sign him. And I think that Mets fully expected to sign him long-term when they got him. Otherwise they wouldn't have given up Rosario Jimenez. Uh, hopefully they get it done before opening day. Um, if they don't, that they're going to get it done at some point this season, even though Lindor says he's not going to focus on that. You know, I, I, I agree with him. He should not focus on that. Oh. Yeah, he, he should not focus. And I, I think definitely Lindor is going to, I think he's going to get signed before opening day. Um, I say Wednesday. Confrodo, I don't think is going to be done. I think that's going to be something done by the middle of the season or potentially by the end of the year, season two. I think Confrodo is going to, I think they're going to keep talking back about that. Yeah. And then, um, and then Syndergaard, because another guy that they're talking about long, uh, long extension for, I he has to wait to the end of the season for that too. Yeah, Strowman has to wait to the end of the season. He has a lot to prove. But the two main guys, like you said before, Endor and Photo. Photo, I think he's going to be waiting a little after opening day, but definitely indoors by Wednesday. Yes, Conforto too this season. Um, it, it'll happen, but but not before opening day. It, it's going to be the negotiations will be ongoing for sure throughout the season between those two. Yeah. All right, let's move on. DeGrom, third National League Cy Young this season. You think he'll do it? Absolutely. There's no question about it. Yeah. I think he's going to be scary and just pitch DeGrom. There's no, there's no – I don't see anything happening to him. Yeah, if he stays healthy, I, it, it's his to lose. Yeah, 102 mile per hour in spring training. Uh, yep. Let's see if he can hit 105. Yeah. <laughs> it, would, it, would, it would not surprise me, Charlie. It would, no. He just needs to be DeGrom. He needs to keep doing what he's been yeah. doing. Hopefully, he'll finally get the run support behind him. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. The, that's the thing. That's the key. I mean, that's the key. He's had, I'd like to see him win 20 games. Yes. He's had so many starts, so, so many games where he that he should have won. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous how many games he could have won with just a little bit of run support. But oh my god! But yeah, I think not- he would have been what thirty six and zero in in what two thousand nineteen. Yep. If 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 the Mets were to score four runs or more, ain't that crazy? It, it really yeah. is. It, it it blows my mind. But I don't know. Hopefully, this might be the year he finally gets that. We'll, we'll see it on Thursday. Well, yeah, we'll see. Let's let's start the season off hot, and uh, we'll see what happens. It all again, like you said, it all starts Thursday. I think we're going to surprise a lot of people this year. How many wins do we say? Let's pick a number. 
I'm going to say, I want to say 90 wins, Charlie. I'm going to top that. I'm going to say 95. Okay. I, I hope you're right. <laughs> I like your number better than mine. I, I, I definitely agree. Yeah. I'd say 90, 90, maybe 92, but, uh, but 95, I would love to see a 95 win team this year. That would be, yeah. that would be absolutely amazing. All right. Uh, real quick. Last discussion item, uh, opening day Mets for, uh, Mets playing nationals. On ESPN, which is going to be, I'm not, I'm going to miss my Gary Cohen. Uh, I, it, it's, it was so great to hear them, you know, in spring training, hear the voices again. They light up my life. Um, so it's the Grom versus Scherzer. Uh, who do you think has the edge in this game? What's your prediction for the game, for the outcome? The De Grom, the Mets to win. Um, I don't think the Mets going to really get a lot of run support because they're versus Scherzer. And Scherzer's a great pitcher. So I think the final score is going to be 4 2 Mets. That is exactly what I was predicting, Charlie. No joke. <laughs> exactly what I was thinking. Uh, great minds think alike. Wow. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that, that about does it for this episode of Amazing Talk. We hope you enjoyed it. And we hope that you're just as excited for the upcoming season as we are. And I, for one, cannot wait to see what our Mets have in store for us. Um, I think it's going to be a very special year and just a taste of what's to come. Thank you for tuning in. And we hope to see you back for more Amazing Talk. See you then.